Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for Tuesday, May 26th. My name is Scott and I work for Adafruit on CircuitPython. Uh, this is our weekly community meeting we do every week. It's normally on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server, which you're welcome to join by going to the URL adafru.it slash discord. We're there all week. Come hang out with us. And then on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, we do this meeting. This meeting tends to run about uh, an hour and a half now because uh, we're getting more and more folks involved, which is great. Um, if you want to know, uh, the t today is a special shift because we had a U.S. holiday yesterday. Uh, if you want to get notified of when the meetings are not on Mondays, please join yes, the CircuitPythonistas Circuit group. Jason, you're Jason, echoing. You're echoing. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the CircuitPython Nisus group gets notified of the, the dates, and then there's also a calendar that you could subscribe to that has the, the different times uh, or scheduled times for the meeting. Uh, it's super handy, so I recommend adding that to your calendar. Um, this meeting is run in five parts. Um, everyone's welcome to join in. Uh, the first part we have is the state of CircuitPython in the libraries, which is like an objective statistics view of the health of the project, meant to ground us in the reality of how things are going. Um, actually, that's the second part. <laughs> it used to be the first part. Uh, the first part now is community news, which I think I failed to grab. I'm behind the times. <laughs> I'm grabbing it now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I can... Pull that out as well. So the community news is usually pulled from the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter that actually did go out this morning. Um, so I could just take a look at that. Um, also need stats, but you know, it's it's after a holiday weekend. I'm I'm totally behind the ball. Um, so after the statistics view, uh, state of CircuitPython, we do hug reports, and we do this as a round robin. So the goal is that we give everybody a chance to speak. And hug reports specifically is uh, a chance to say thank you to folks uh, for what they have been doing um, over the last however long. Um, basically, all of us have a different perspective on the project and have a different perspective on the people that are doing really cool stuff. So it's good to take a moment and uh, thank people for that. Now, since it's around Robin, uh, we kind of assume that people in the voice chat want to speak. If you don't want to speak, let us know. Uh, you can be text only and put notes in the notes doc. Uh, that works as well. If you're unable to make the meeting, you're welcome to put notes in there and just say, like, I won't make it, but please read it off. Um, if you just want to listen in, just say you're lurking and we'll skip over you. That's no big deal. Um, and yeah, so that's that's how the round robin round robin goes i'll kind of like fac facilitate from one person to another uh after hug reports we'll do another round robin for status updates which is just taking a minute or two to talk about um what you're uh doing in the, what you've done in the past week and what you're planning on doing in the coming week um and it could be anything related to circuit python or not even related we just uh want to know what you're up to and then lastly, we have a section called In the Weeds, which is a chance for us to have free-form discussions about any topics that we need to talk about. Um, if you have topics for those things, uh, please pull up the notes doc and add them in the list there. Uh, we used to have to wait for a little while to just make sure nobody had anything, and uh, so it's easier if we just have a kind of an agenda for that section by the time we get there. Um, notes doc is pinned in the uh, CircuitPython text channel, so check it out there. Um, this is the second time we've done the video recording as well, so hopefully it's going okay. And uh, Discord limits us to 25 people, so hopefully we won't fill up. Uh, we're only at 17 now, so we should be okay. Um, this meeting is recorded, so please be aware that if you are speaking or you are on video, it will be recorded. It will be posted publicly. It gets posted on the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. Uh, and the audio gets stripped out and sent out as a podcast as well. So that's a great way to just keep up with it. If you want to kind of like lurk in non-real time, that's that's a good way to do it. And lastly, uh, we have notes that go along with that. So the notes doc that a lot of us follow during the meeting gets uh, attached and uh, linked to from the videos in case you want to not listen to the whole hour and a half, but you want to skim through it. Uh, you can do that. Whew. Okay, uh, let me take a time code and let's get going. 
I will pull up the uh, newsletter to just talk over the community news a little bit. Um, Circuit Python weekly newsletter posts. Oh, it's still a draft. These are all developed openly on GitHub. So if you have topics you want for CircuitPython, uh, please let us know. So I'll just link to that draft here. Jeff may be doing it too. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Hackspace Magazine issue 31 is out now. And Liz Clark, our own Blitz City DIY from our Discord, is on the front cover, which is amazing. So uh, check that out now. Um, Included in it uh, is Liz talking about CircuitPython stuff and BLE stuff. And uh, there's a topic about drawing graphs with CircuitPython and some discussion of the Pimeroni Enviro Plus Featherwing, which has a CircuitPython library as well. Um, there's a link also to the YouTube uh, of the show and tell. And Katni put a final version out there too. Uh, Next up, I'm just holiday weekending it all. Okay, next up, uh, virtually Maker Fair was held over the weekend on Saturday, uh, and you can see all of the segments on YouTube, I believe. Uh, there, Adafruit Phil did one that's pivoting in the pandemic from Adafruit in New York City. Um, John Park showed the hand wash timer with MakeCode and CircuitPython. Noe and Pedro talked about electronics and 3D printing for COVID-19. And Aaron St. Lane uh, talked about DIY electronics for costumes and art projects. So check the uh, final link that uh, Katni just posted there for all the links to all this stuff and check it out. Um, I'm particularly personally interested in the pivoting in the pandemic from, uh, from Phil. So that's uh, virtually Maker Fair. Um, next up, we have. I'm getting all shuffled around. Oh, it got deleted out of the, <laughs> uh, the doc. Okay, next up, we have. Uh, I'll go through just a couple more of these. Uh, Micro Microsoft trains OpenAI to write Python code. Um, Microsoft had a big uh, virtual conference. Their their Microsoft build last week and they talked about um using python to help uh wait no microsoft built last week a discussion on using the microsoft supercomputer to tra train open ai on thousands of open source github repositories and the data set is used to help programmers generate python code so this is ai's creating python code not python code creating ai's uh and Jeff says it's wild, even if it's just a demo. Yeah, although the smart autocomplete stuff is pretty wild. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's uh, finish up with this one, which is automating testing in multiple Python environments with Knox. Um, says Knox is an open source command line tool that automates testing in multiple Python environments, similar to Tox. Unlike Tox, Knox uses a standard Python file for configuration. For each session, Knox will automatically create virtual environments with the appropriate interpreter, install the specified dependencies, and run the commands in order. So there's a link there on how to set up Knox. And uh, props and shout outs to Stargirl, who is the creator of Knox, I believe. Um, and that's it. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll take that back. Uh, let's just talk a bit about Adafruit. Uh, they did a presentation about pivoting during the pandemic which should be interesting. That's part of Virtually Maker Fair. And uh, right now, kind of Adafruit New York City is starting to get back going. So they are shipping orders, including non-COVID-related uh, orders. Just be aware that they're, uh, they don't have the full staff, so it may take a little while longer. And they are pr prioritizing COVID orders. Uh, but yeah, that can be super helpful. And uh, I guess a lot of resellers are also buying some more stuff from Adafruit to, to fill out their stock. So that's all good news. And that is the last of what I wanted to talk about for the community news. Uh, next up, 
let's do the state of circuit python and its libraries and i just have to snag it quickly here i totally forgot i was so absorbed in email that i forgot that i needed to snag it but i can do that right now because it's all automated all right everybody in the dock i'm going to dump it all in here Bam. Sorry for er sorry for everyone's dock needing to be rescrolled. I'm gonna change the size too. Okay. Uh, take another time code. So again, as I said, this is like a statistics overview of the project. And overall, uh, in the last week, we had 19 pull requests merged from 16 different authors, which is awesome. Um, shout out to Flame Eyes and Tinyu, Dustin Watts, HHK7734, PTS93, Vur Alfred, DroneCZ, uh, Dunkman00 as new folks, or like only a few PRs. So thank you to those folks. Uh, we had nine reviewers for this. Uh, 19 pull requests and again we're always looking for reviewers because the more reviewers we have the more uh, authors we can support um, so thank you to all of those nine reviewers I recognize all of you so thanks again and lastly uh, issues wise we had six closed issues by four people and 21 opened by 17 people so we're actually significantly more issues than normal um, we'll dive a little bit deeper just uh, shortly here and we'll we'll see kind of where those issues cropped up, but um, that's okay. Like we have plenty of people that are working uh, to f close and fix issues. So um, let's just be aware of it, right? That's what this is all about. And then overall, uh, on the core side, we are uh, 5.3 is stable, 5.4 is uh, in beta, and uh, we'll need a little bit more work uh, before we can stabilize it. But actually, things have been pretty good as far as I've been expecting. The biggest thing has been the performance drop. And we'll have to take a look at that before we go stable. But besides that, um, things are going well. Uh, Blinka, conti Blinka continues to gain new support and support more boards. So that's awesome. And, and that's credit to Maker Melissa. And the libraries have just been... Uh, there, we're starting to ramp up again as we release new products, so we'll start to see more new libraries. Uh, but in the meantime, it was really good to see uh, good to see the libraries get maintained and kind of like if you think of the libraries as a garden and it's like doing all the weeding tasks of like getting everything all our ducks in a row. So that's been good too. Okay, uh, that's the overall. Let me talk about the core. Thanks for taking notes on that. My notes is really, my like connection's really slow to the notes, which is weird. Um, let me shut doc. I have Docker desktop running. Um, I don't need it now. Um, okay, so for the core, uh, we had six pull requests merged from eight different authors. And uh, thanks again to Ver Alfred, uh, Dustin Watts, PTS93, DroneCZ, and Dunkman00. Those are new folks I re recognize. And we had three three reviewers, Dan Halbert, Lady Ada, and Jeff Epler. Uh, thank you to all our, our reviewers. Really appreciate it. Um, and Jeff points out that many of those are new contributors based on the WebLate stuff. Uh, so thank you to all for the new contributions. Uh, wow. We have four languages at 100% now. We better add more strings. <laughs> um so that's been great. And the web late stuff's been really good. So uh, kudos to Jeff for setting that up. Um, pull request wise, we have 20 open pull requests, which is a number that we've hit, hit the last few weeks. And uh, we really, in the core side, we need more reviewers. So um, if you're willing to help, if you're already a reviewer, please review more PRs. Just assign them, assign yourself as a reviewer and, and help get people through that. Um, we should be able to keep that number down more like five, right? So uh, I'm, I've am i got all my, I went through most of my email already. I've got all my tabs queued up. So you'll see that come later. Uh, but sharing that load is really important. So um, review, 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 please. Because we're, we've got more authors, now we need more reviewers uh, so we can scale. Um, 
Yeah. Mark points out that the stats are for the last seven days, but it was eight days since the last meeting. So we did actually miss a brief window uh, of of reviews and, and merge PRs. So uh, that's, that's the way it goes. And we'll double count next week because we'll, we'll have six days between meetings next. Um, Issues-wise, we had two closed issues by two people and seven open by seven people. So we're net up five for a total of 304 open issues. And we have 22 issues not assigned a milestone. So that's kind of like I was talking about the gardening. Like we need to uh, weed a bit on on our issues as well. I just I just did that. I assigned them all milestones. Perfect. This morning. <laughs> so the uh, zero issues have don't have a milestone uh hot off the presses uh dan's done the gardening for us already so thank you dan um and i still don't think this circuitpython.org slash stats works for core download stats uh but it's in the works and with that uh let's kick it over to katney all right thanks scott mm -hmm. <clears throat> so across all of the libraries we had 11 pull requests merged from six authors um, I believe Flame Eyes is new, and eight reviewers. Um, and I actually want to call out R. Hooper, who was added to CircuitPython librarians this weekend. So this is actually the first time that he's reviewed any PRs for us. Um, so that's great. We've got new people coming in. Um, in terms of merged pull requests, we uh, all the ones we merged were within the past week, um, leaving us with 28 open pull requests. We had two issues closed by two people and 12 open by nine people, leaving us with 160 open issues. Uh, there were a number of library updates in the last seven days, but no new libraries were added. Um, if you're interested in uh, this information and or uh, getting started with contributing to CircuitPython, check out circuitpython.org slash contributing, where you will find um, all of the information about the libraries in terms of open pull requests, open issues, and library infrastructure issues, um, all of which have a possibility of being a good first issue. So if you're new to contributing and you want to get started, um, there's a good chance that you can find something there. Uh, take a look, see if something speaks to you. If you need help with getting started, we're always available um, to give assistance. We want to help you uh, be able to do that. And that's where we are with the libraries. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Next up, we have Maker Melissa with Blinka stats. Hello. Hello. Let me pull the document over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it scrolled on you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it did because I moved it to a different screen size. OK, uh, so for Blinka, which is our CircuitPython compatibility layer for or library layer for uh, Raspberry Pi and other single board computers. We had two pull requests merged by two authors and two reviewers. Uh, there's currently one open pull request, and there were two closed issues by one person and two open by two people. And that leaves a net of 23 open issues. There uh, have been 2,307 PyPI downloads in the last week, and we currently are supporting 50 boards. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. All right. And that's it for the state of CircuitPython libraries and Blinka. Uh, next up, we have our round robin for hug reports. Let me take a time code. This is a section where we all get a chance to say thank you to other folks for the work that they've been doing. Uh, it's done as a round robin. So if you're in the voice chat, uh, but want us to skip over you, let us know you're lurking. If you have notes uh, that you'd like me to read off, say text only, and I'll read those off for you. Um, GitHub feature preview is quite nice. Um, let me click this link. <laughs> or I'll look at it later. Um, <laughs> yeah, so distracting, so distracting. Uh, da -da -da -da. Hug reports. Round Robin, tell us you're lurking. Notes are totally okay. Uh, so I'll go and order from myself round through the loop uh, in the order that we have in the doc here. So I will start. Um, first and foremost, I think my scrolling. <laughs> Let me take a time code. 
1958. Uh, whoa, I scrolled way too far. That's my status update. Who wants me to do all these reviews after my brain is clearly not back from the weekend yet? Okay, uh, hug report first for um, Discord mods. Uh, we are have been featured in the new directory from Discord, and we're getting more people in, which means we're getting more spammers in, uh, and the Discord mods have been doing a great job at shutting those folks down. Um, so I really appreciate you doing that, and uh, someone, I forget who, uh, pointed out that we could have Dino do some more auto-moderation, so I turned that on yesterday, and it's already been catching stuff, so... Um, thank you to whomever had that idea. I could go back and look. It was either Andon or Mr. Certainly or somebody. So uh, thank you to all the Discord mods for, for those ideas. Um, thank you to Zobs. Okay, Mr. Certainly says it was Andon's idea. So yeah, uh, I guess just as a notice, like if you post, uh, if people try to post Discord invite links, we'll just automatically prevent it um and multiples of the same message and like really fast messages will all get uh kind of deleted and hung up uh, if you want to know more let me know uh, but it has been catching stuff already which has been great um and the that the moderators are exempt from that so if people have legit links to like invite links to share we can just share it on their behalf um Okay, second up, hug reports to Zobs for continued R NRF improvements. Uh, I've been really seeing some really cool stuff uh, coming from Zobs, so thanks to them for that. And lastly, uh, hug report to R Yang fourteen for helping Anik data out when testing the ESP thirty two S two. It's ESP thirty two S two is getting a lot from a lot of attention from folks, and it's cool to see people start testing it. So uh, thanks specifically to Ari Yang for helping Anik Data with the, the teething of getting this brand new thing going. So that's it for me. Let's uh, circle back and go to Anik Data, who is lurking. Let me take a time code first. Uh, Anik Data says group hug and a hug report to Tanu for ESP32S work and deep dives. Next up, we have Brent. Hello, um, this, uh, community moderators. Thank you for your work. Um, there's been a lot of activity, and they're really good at like sussing that out. Uh, so thank you for keeping Discord great. Um, Scott for ESP32 S2 porting, uh, and Jerry for fixing, upgrading, and updating the RFM 9x, RFM 69 learn documentation. And a group hug to everybody. Awesome. Thanks, Brent. All right. Charles is lurking, so we'll go to Dan. Hello. Uh, uh, I have I have overlap, but you said, Scott, thanks to Zobs, also, as, as you mentioned, for NRF features and fixes. Thanks to the community moderators. Um, we've had a lot of work to do recently. And thanks to TAC, who has been working on the wafer interrupt stuff and its interaction with tiny USB. And we have come up with a solution that's really good. He was pretty methodical about figuring out what to do. Okay. Great. I look forward to seeing that. I'm sure it's open in one of my tabs. All right. Uh, Dave P is lurking and David Glad is text only. So I'll re read off from David. David says, a hug Robert to Dan H. Uh, to have made uh, BLE HID work with the same syntax as USB HID. Uh, Tannen and I both did this, says Dan. <laughs> yeah, it was both of us. Uh, but it's all good. Um, hug Report Stargirl for inspiration in trying the USB host coprocessor again. See the status update. And lastly, a hug Report to John Park for driving the Pimeroni Kibo from CircuitPython. And let's go to Foamy Guy. Hello. Uh, this week I got a hug report for uh, KMatch98 for some fixes um, they were working on in the display text library um, around setting the font uh, after you already have text on the screen and also the anchored position. They found um, a small issue with that and got it fixed in the PR. 
Um, I heard a report from Michael Melissa. Uh, Melissa was working on Display I.O. for Belinka um, last week and over the weekend. And um, thanks for uh, working on that. It's, it's really, really cool. And also for um, helping me out with getting it set up to test that on a Raspberry Pi. Um, and then lastly, a uh, report for uh, Dan H um, for the work on the BLE services and CircuitPython. I got a chance to start playing with that this week. Um, so big thanks there. Awesome. Thanks, Foamy Guy. Uh, next up, we have notes from Geek Guy. So hold your horses just a little bit there, Jason. We got two notes. Right. We got two notes. I mean, you're fine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got two two more than you. Um, Geek Guy says a hug report to Maker Melissa for her awesome work in Blinka, which I I appreciate greatly after poking extensively at her code. And hug report to Tan Newt for continuing to lead the CircuitPython team on to greatness because it takes great software to make hardware great. That I do agree with. Great great software is needed for great hardware. And next up, HireEffect has notes. Uh, unable to make the meeting. HireEffect says, hug report to Arturo182 and Tanu for the reviews. And a hug report to Joey for giving me the rundown on the open book and the Babel software pack. Uh, super informative and useful. <clears throat> Looking forward to diving into that later. All right, Jason, you're up. Well, thank you for all the help, Tanute, Maker Melissa, Sons, Katni, Dedge, probably a few others. I was able to get PR for adding our E1 one board to CircuitPython.org. So that was great last week. Got thanks for the talk as well. Jason, you're really robotic right at the moment. Oh. Like you were just okay and then. Why is there audio wise? Uh. It was audio. The audio was really distorted. Really? Try it again. Mm -hmm. Try it again with your video off. All right. Do I sound okay now? Yeah, you sound better. All right. Um, so, try it again here. So, to Tanut, Maker Melissa, Zobs, Katni, Dan H., and probably a few others, I got the PR for our Evo M51 board submitted last week, as well as got it added to circuitpython.org. So, that was cool. Um, so, appreciate all the help there. And then today I'd like to give a hug report to my wife, Tina, who made an amazing gluten-free dark chocolate rhubarb cake yesterday. And it's the perfect addition to this week's CircuitPython meeting with coffee. So mm. I just figured she was worth a mention as well. That sounds delicious. It is truly outstanding. That sounds really good. It is really good. You'll have to post a picture in the chat. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Make it's us... almost gone now. Oh. So, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take another one at some point. All right. Anyway. That's it for me. Thanks, Jason. All right. Next up, we have Jeff. Hello. So uh, I guess I should hug report my spouse because uh, she's been bringing rhubarb in out of the garden. And that stuff is so great. And it's so much a part of late spring. Um, so did, did yeah. you want video going too, Jeff? Oh, sure. I can start the video. Just got to learn to do one more thing. I know. It's too mute. Am I there now? Yeah, you are. All right. I'm kind of dark. Sorry about that. So like a lot of other people, uh, I want to thank the community moderators. Uh, there's just this influx and they're dealing with it and we love them. And thanks to Dan, uh, he answered some questions for me over the holiday weekend. And Summersoft was also pitching in with reviews of some code that I wrote over the weekend. And Lady Ada merged a thing for the ESP32S2, which the builds were grumpy about. Um, and on the other hand, thanks to Scott for trusting us enough to go away for like three and a half entire days. We didn't burn the house down. We didn't hold an unreasonable party. Uh, so I want to thank our WebLate translators, including Timon, Dustin Watts, Vor Alfred, and Drone CZ. Uh, two new translations reached 100% this week. I'm sure we won't continue that pace with WebLate, but it's uh, great to see that we had this pent up desire for people to contribute that we're now uh, taking advantage of. And just a group hug. You guys are where I go to to hang out and be with friends. So love you all. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. And I should point out the reason I tried to take time off is so that other people will as well. So I recommend taking time off, everyone. <laughs> it's very, very easy to just work through weekends and be good about or try to be good about not doing that. Um, although I wasn't perfect to myself. I did shut discord off i like straight up closed it though and it's freeing so i recommend people do it from time to time at least 
Um, okay, next up we have notes from Jerry. Jerry says, Hug reports Tanute for the initial ESP32S2 work. And uh, also a hug report to the community moderators. Rough week, hang in there. And let's go to Katni. I love that like, right. everybody's video shows up when that's their turn. It's cool. <laughs> so I want to give a hug report to Foamy Guy for testing some PRs for me, especially over the weekend. I was trying to finish up a guide. Um, I, try I was trying to take time off, uh, which failed. And so I was trying to finish a guide, but needed PRs merged to do that. And those got tested. And also for putting together a mock-up for a potential Android app to control my eventual tabletop lightbox photo studio. Um, I'm still rebuilding the second one, uh, but the plan is to port it to CircuitPython and um, use a Feather NRF and then use BLE to control it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I talked to Foamy Guy about writing an app um, should be really simple, but writing an app to control it. Um, a hug report to Crayola for all the bug fixes, new animations, and final example for the LED animation library, and for help explaining a couple of the features of the library for the guide. Um, to Anne B for gathering images for me for the newsletter video while publishing the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. Uh, all the images in the newsletter are of a certain width, um, which is very small relative to the video resolution. Um, and Anne hung on to some high-res versions of some of the images for me, so I don't have to go digging for them, and that's super helpful. Uh, to community moderators for keeping up with everything and actively discussing adapting to the needs of the new environment. Um, we've obviously got a lot, as everybody has said, a lot of spammers, a lot of new people coming in, um, and moderating it is, is hard enough, but discussing how to adapt to um, make it so that we're not having to manually do all of this was an important step. So thank you to everybody who did that and a group hug. Thank you to everyone for continuing to create an amazing and supportive community. Awesome. Thanks, Katni. All right. Next up, we have notes from King of North who says general hugs for the community as everyone is always being helpful. And now it's maker Melissa's turn. Hello. Hello. So, uh, I wanted to give a head report to the Discord community moderators for being quick to deal with the spam this past week. Uh, hugged a foamy guy for testing the new display I.O. library I was working on. Uh, one for Jason P for making uh, requested PR changes quickly. For CircuitPython.org, uh, hugged a geek guy for your persistence with venturing into adding a newborn Blinka and a group hug. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have notes from Mark Gambler. Uh, somebody's echoing me again. I think it's Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. All right. Mark says, uh, hug report to Katni for helping me get my library into the community bundle and everyone else for their support making my first CircuitPython library. Next up, we have notes from Mark Olson, who says, uh, hug report to Arturo182 for being a great source of advice, and hug report to Tan Newt for my, merging my VCP PR and bearing with me whilst it took some time to get it right. No problem. Uh, Mr. Certainly is lurking. So next up, we have Summersoft. Got a work call, so I'll read it off. Um, Summersoft says, a hug report to Jeff Epler for the improved method to the support matrix builder and a group hug to everyone. And lastly, we have notes from Stargirl uh, who says, group hug to everyone. That's it for hug reports. Thank you everybody for participating and hanging out with us as we do that. Uh, next up, we have a round robin as well, which is status updates, which is taking a little time to talk talk about what you've been working on and what you plan on working on in the coming week. It's really helpful for us to keep track of like everything that's going on within our community, and can potentially say like, "Oh, I'm I'm oh like I've done that before. Let me give you tips and tricks to to get going." 
So that's what status updates are. And I forgot to take a time code. That'll be good. Uh, I'll start, and it's pretty short and sweet this week. Um, kind of like this week, given that it's Tuesday already when we get going. Um, first and foremost, I'm getting through email and reviews. I've got a ton of tabs open that I've got to do because I took four days off. Um, I got the initial ESP32-S2 support uh, P uh, port checked in, uh, which some people have been trying and finding bugs, which is fine and expected. Uh, I also have a digital IO PR pending that I uh, got out early last week, so I'd love to get that reviewed and checked in. Um, and then I started uh, on the stream last week on Thursday, I started the bus IO PR work, um, which is in progress. I looked at the IceGrid C stuff, and there's a very weird bug that I'm seeing where like I'm setting a value, I pass it in, and it complains that the value is wrong, and then I read the value after, and it's a different value again. So there's something really strange going on that I've got to debug, but I have fresh eyes. So hopefully I'll f be able to figure that out tomorrow and get some I2C action going. Um, so yeah, my focus is on bus IO. I spent a lot of time in my stream last week discussing the differences between I2C, SPY, and UART. So if that's interesting to you, I recommend checking it out. And I'll stream on Friday again, uh, kind of at my normal time at 2 p.m. Pacific on the Adafruit streams across the interwebs. Uh, so that'll be my week. And let's circle around. And I bet Anecdata has notes. Oh, Anecdata is lurking, so we'll go to Brent. Hello. Um, ooh, document bumped all the way to back down again. I know, right? Uh, last week. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. Uh, last week, I was working on porting over the Fona 3G module. We currently have the 2G. Um, 2G is going to kind of get deprecated by most carriers by the end of 2020. So I figured we'd do the 3G as well. Um, also reworked how it handles SMS. It's much more simple now uh, to use. And then I'm going to finish up the TCP IP implementation. They didn't change too much between the modules, but what they changed is enough to stall me for a little bit. And then I'm cleaning up examples and adding voice to Fona. And after that, I want to do a uh, rotary phone, like Fona landline project. Um, and the rotary phone market on eBay re right now is really hot. And I don't know why. I don't know if something inspired them that inspired me, but like I can't get one for under 20 bucks. <laughs> so who knows? And that's my update. Awesome. Thanks, Brent. OK, Charles is lurking, so we're going to go to Dan. Okay, so uh, mostly I've been working almost exclusively on implementing underscore BLEIO so you can use it in regular Python on some host computer um, using a package called Bleak, which is a Python wrapper around several different Bluetooth implementations, one for Windows, one for Linux, and one for Mac OS. And uh, in order to use this, Bleak uses async IO um, for, and all its stuff is async. All its calls, it assumes that it's being called from async code. So I have to write a wrapper around that to call it from synchronous code that we write, which is a Python style. So I spent a lot of time learning about that and using, learning how to use it with threads. There's a Q library called the Janus Q library. So Janus has two faces, and it can be a synchronous Q or an async Q. Hmm. And I'm using this, this very nice uh, pa package that was written for that. Um, and the result is that I've gotten this working on two out of three platforms, but not on Mac OS, which seems to be upset when I use Bleak from a, an extra thread. Hmm. The other ones don't care. So uh, I have a but report into the to the bleak people about that, and we'll see what happens. But I'm making progress, and hopefully, I've gotten simple scanning to work already. So um, now I have to move on to like parsing the scan results, like that, wrapping that stuff up. Mm -hmm. And so that's I'll just be continuing on that this week. All right. Okay. The other library I know of is Unsync. I think is a library to. To do yeah, there's unsync and there's also right. And I might use one of those for the scanning thing. 
I had to do a pr producer consumer kind of thing. It right. was more complicated than almost anything else that I'm going to have to do. Okay. So it's you can't just turn it into a simple blocking call. Right, because we're yielding results as we can. Yeah, we're yielding in the middle of a timeout. And Bleak's idea of a timeout is just, oh, yeah, I'll wait for the timeout. I'm going to give you all the results. Timeout. That's not what we need. So I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that design. Right. <laughs> I like yielding it as you get the result. That's why I did yeah. it that way. Yeah. Okay. There's... Okay. There was some other API I was thinking about that I was going to do something similar, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah. Yeah, there's something called WSGI ref or something, which is also has a a simple async to sync, or I mean both ways. It has a both ways call, hmm. so you can cross the divide that way. So I'm going to look at those when I have to do just the simpler stuff. Cool. Yeah, all it's right. good experience for all of the, like, how do we do it in CircuitPython at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and read that old issue with fresh eyes <laughs> this time. Being like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks, Dan. Okay. Great. Dave P is lurking and David Glada has notes. So let me yawn. And then read it off. Uh uh, David says, uh, for the USB host coprocessor over UART, uh, wrote a pull request to fix the USB HID keyboard, CircuitPython code, and USB host coprocessor by GD Sports. Uh, made a Bluetooth version and then a version that duplicates a USB keyboard to simultaneously both USB and BLE. And made my first Featherwing, a UART Trinket M0 coprocessor for the same project. And there's Twitter links in the notes for uh, status updates about that stuff. And next up, we have Foamy Guy. All right. Um, for this week, I finished up the tile map game, a guide in the example code um, PR. I got this finished, I think, a day or two after the call last week. Um, I tested the display text and display shapes with Display.io for Blinka over the weekend. Uh, I tested some of the LED animation um, changes that Katni had mentioned, tested the uh, fixes for the display text, um, both font and anchored position. And then lastly, I started looking into the, the BLE services um, with the Circuit Playground Bluefruit and the Android um, Bluefruit Playground app. Um, and uh, I got some more work to do on that next week. Um, I found that uh, when I built the app originally, it was just looking at, I think, the device name or something like that, a string field. Um, and it was just expecting it to be whatever that name was in the Arduino firmware. And it's a little bit different now. So I changed that. Um, and it did it did connect up to that. But I found a few other issues that I'm going to have to look into. Um, so that's on the plan for this week. And then also, uh, or rather for next week. And then uh, also for next week, I want to get this color sensor uh, finally put together and test it out. Um, and then uh, lastly, a couple of quick things outside the CircuitPython. I'm working on a... a hand sanitizer kiosk that has like an optical temperature scanner in the top of it for like check-ins at um, uh, offices and warehouses and stuff like that and spending a bunch of time on that. And then uh, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that I got the game Terraria um, and I finally kind of spent a bunch of time into that over the weekend. So I had a, a ton of fun uh, playing that game. Definitely recommend it if mm -hmm. you guys like uh, sandbox style games and stuff like that. That's all for me now. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Foamy Guy. All right, next up we have notes from Geek Guy. Uh, Geek Guy says, this week, continuing uh, work on Blinka to add the Udo Bolt boards. Uh, more work on the HT16K33 library. Bring the seven segment display routines up to par with the alphanumeric routines. Add animation support for the seven segment displays. Next week, uh, more work on the HT16K33 library. Start work to add multiple display support for the segment displays, port all changes to the MicroPython version of the library, which I now maintain, and find another library to mangle. Improve. I think improve is the word you're looking for there, geek guy. All right. Uh, we now have notes from Hyrefect, who is unable to make the meeting as well. Hyrefect says, last week did uh, one directional UART support for the IMX. A big combo PR that cleans up everything across the IMX, bus IO, digital IO systems, solves a number of bugs and most of the test this issues. Uh, lots of reading about IMX and fetching about their API. Uh, this week, finally getting around to the RGB matrix on the H7. 
and either pulse in or pulse out or fixing STM32 bugs, depending on what Arturo is up to, and an STM32 timer allocator, which would be really cool. Um, all right, let's go to Jason. All right. So this next week, I'll be focusing on seeing a few CircuitPython examples for our EVO board. We're going to start shipping that. Probably ship the first groups of them to distributors this end of this week. And we always want people to be able to run stuff either in Arduino or now with this one with CircuitPython. So think a few small examples. There's a lot of work to be done in terms of making things work nicely in, in terms of being able to switch IO muxes on the FPGA side and things like that. But uh, there's some things that it'll just do right out of the gate without having to worry about that too much. So we'll get that ready to go. And then uh, one of the things I posted in the the help of CircuitPython channel was I'd really like to find or write just a simple helper script. I do my development work in VS Code, and um, I don't like to edit code.py directly um, because VS Code doesn't actually handle it very well. Even if you reset the board, it kind of hangs it up, and, and it doesn't do that very well. So like, I, I edit a source file, and then I just manually copy it all the time when I make an update to it, which is a little, it's not a big deal, but it's, you know, just one more step that I don't want to have to do. Sounds like there's a VS Code um, extension that might do that. I've seen the one for CircuitPython. I didn't know it did that function, but maybe it does. But anyway, I'll check it out. It might be, it might be even, <clears throat> excuse me, something as simple as just another Python script running in that directory, just watching for that file to change and then doing the copy over. But if anyone else has any recommendations there, I will take it. Then uh, just to answer, so Jeff, you asked the question. Well, that's getting out of scope, so I'll answer that offline. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for me. All right, thanks, Jason. All right, next up we have Jeff. Your audio is muted. Muted. All right, yeah. so many buttons. <laughs> uh, last week, I started on support for the SD slot on the Feather STM32F405 which requires this other interface called SDIO, not SPI. Uh, that's still a work in progress. This weekend, I spent some time making the builds fit again on uh, with the German translation, which it turns out is now our largest translation in uh, firmware size. And I did dust off some work I had done to dictionary compress messages, because right now we just do, uh, what is it, LZ style compression where each character can be a variable number of bits. Mm -hmm. With a dictionary, you say, well, these three characters are going to be represented by one group of bits. And then hopefully overall, you save memory. Mm -hmm. And gzip does this. Uh, so unfortunately, this doesn't help with German, because it makes you overflow from storing the list of glyphs in one byte, and it goes up to two bytes. It would help with uh, some of the other translations that have Unicode values above 255. But if German is the biggest one, then it doesn't help anything overall. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, I think it was just last week that I finished the MP3 player guide, and that is live on the Learn system. But maybe that's two weeks ago, you know, that whole sense of time thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then just playing with it, I was able to play four simultaneous uh, MP3 streams on a Trellis M4. So it made a fun little soundboard but uh, not really super useful. Uh, and while doing that, I reproduced a bug that some people had reported that with the audio mixer, voice one sounds different than voice zero. And the, the thing that I think had stopped me from seeing that before is this only happens when voice zero is not playing and voice one is playing. So now I have an example that's reproducing it for me that I can look into. And I also fixed this problem with actions uh, on the ESP32S2 port. Looked like a problem with the cache. The content of the cache was bad, and there's no clear button. So I had to commit stuff into CircuitPython to work around it. And I hope that you'll take a look at that, Scott, because I don't know if what I did was right. I think it's probably not right, but uh, it was what I could think of and got us building again. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this week, I hope to finish up the SD card support for the STM32F405Feather um, add it to an existing PR that we have to do SPI SD support uh, in the core code. And then I think what makes the most sense is release it as underscore SD card IO, 
because what I haven't done right now is created a kind of bus for SDIO. There's just kind of a hard-coded one, which makes sense on the STM. There's one of these buses. It's wired to one card built into the board. So uh, creating a whole SDIO bus is overkill for what we need for board number one. Right. For board number two, we'll need that because that'll be the Metro uh, Grand Central, and that is uh, going through broken out pins. So we'll need right. to do a bus then. Right. Uh, anyway, and then there's whatever else comes up. So since I wrote my notes, I learned that um, Noe is seeing problems with one of the Protomatter LC, uh, LED matrix uh, demos that they're trying to turn into um, kind of more of a project. And so I'm going to look at that right after the meeting and then get back to these other things. So I uh, had two things. I'll look at the cache thing. Sure. I think I have it open. And then the other okay. thing is that if you are thinking about redoing how we do compression, please mm -hmm. look at how Jim did it in MicroPython. Because okay. that is one of the major things that um, I think is going to block if we ever try to merge again. So if we can mm -hmm. actually move to their system, which is word-based, I think. like Yeah, I don't um, think word-based is the right approach, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just like... That's going to be one of the bigger challenges in terms of um, in terms of us merging back together, which some people have expressed a desire for us to do. So just be aware yeah, of the way they do it. Okay. Kind mm -hmm. of have a plan if we could merge them back together, but they don't do translations. So like it's only that relevant to us. Okay, okay. I will do. But I think the right reason... now, I don't think there's any reason to bring that PR to fruition because it wasn't helping with the biggest translation. But if right. the completed Chinese translation pulls ahead, we might look at that again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the I think the reason Jim did a different thing in MicroPython is that they got better compression versus the scheme that I was using. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Things, things to think about. Things. Um, okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, let's go to Jerry. Okay, um, let's see. So I've been slowly working on these updates to the RFM 9X and the 69 guide pages. I, I my hats off to you, prolific guide writers. It's <laughs> I find it so painful and time and slow going, but I'm working on it. Um, and then I started playing with the ESP32 S2. A uh, lot that's been fun to fun to play with. Um, Working well, finding some issues. And so, one question was: Is it? Do you want issues filed on everything that is wrong? Yeah, please. Or yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I um, mean, it's the first pass. We're gonna have lots of issues. Yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, didn't you know? Didn't want to be pushing where you know things that you knew were still broken. But um, no, that's I'll, fine. I'll put some more. In. But uh, it's you know, it's it's been fun, and I put run into one issue, but have a good workaround <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, it's good. It, it, I mean, it's it'll be good for me to know which ones you hit too, because then I can prioritize those. Okay. Um, and um, I had this robot I built a long time ago. Uh, you know, real thing that that I finally migrated to a new new set of track track a track uh, chassis, and boy, it makes it a lot more versatile. Hmm. So uh, I put a picture up here in a minute. I got two pictures, but um, and then so next week I want to continue on these guides and get those done. And um, continue playing with the ESP32, and uh, see. There's the the robot on the top with the new track chassis, and on the bottom is my my bird cam showing my tufted titmouse nest. Um, and uh, they're going to hatch this week, so that'll be our my big excitement. Nice, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Katni. Hello. So last week, I put the LED animation guide into moderation. Um, turns out it takes a lot longer to make something like 30 animated GIFs than I expected. So it took multiple days longer than I wanted it to and or planned for it to. But I think it came out pretty well. Um, it covers all the basics of all the animations available in the LED animation library. Um, covers how to use some of the pixel mapping features and the um, pixel uh, grouping or like pixel object grouping features and so on. 
Um, if none of this makes sense, that's why there's a guide coming. Um, so, and then there's nothing like writing a guide to find bugs in your library. So we continued bug fixing and added more examples um, for the guide uh, to the LED animation library. Um, and I started working on a virtual workshop for Microsoft, which was originally going to be a live workshop at PyCon, but obviously that didn't happen. So they converted it to virtual and we switched it up for more relevant content, uh, which is to say it's going to be a workshop on um, using the Device Simulator Express plugin in VS Code, which allows you to write CircuitPython code for Circuit Playground Express um, or Microbit, uh, MicroPython for Microbit or CircuitPython for Clue, but the tutorial is going to be using Circuit Playground Express. Um, so you can work in CircuitPython without the hardware. So the, the goal here is to kind of give people who may not have the hardware um, at the time that we decided to do this, Adafruit still wasn't shipping. So not an easy way to get the hardware um, or maybe couldn't afford the hardware or something like that, a way to work with CircuitPython. So this week, today is newsletter video day, which means nothing else is happening. Um, next up on my list is porting the AHTX0 library from Arduino to CircuitPython for the AHT10 sensor, um, and then writing the product guide for that sensor. And then I need to record the Microsoft workshop this week. And that's what I have going on. And did you record Hello Blinks show? I did. How did I how did, did record? How did that go? It went pretty well. Um, amusingly enough, the thing that I fumbled through the most was a story that I've told a thousand times. <laughs> um, everything else went very smoothly, but me telling my own story um, went a little awkward. So, uh, but that was a lot of fun. Um, we talked about uh, building a community and what goes into that and how to remain adaptable and how to start that. And Hello Blink is um, a podcast to, to clarify, um, a podcast that is uh, sort of aimed at entrepreneurs starting new businesses. And so what they wanted to talk about was what goes into building a community. Um, so people who are uh, possibly putting together a new business or a new product and want to build a community around that um, can get some insight into what goes into it. Um, and there is a lot that goes into it. So mm -hmm. it is uh, definitely um, a good topic. And um, we talked about CircuitPython and using CircuitPython uh, on your product and what goes into that and so on um, as well. And I have no idea when it will be out, but it um, has been recorded. So cool. I assume relatively soon. Awesome. Yeah, I think I'm all caught up. That's why I was excited. I'm excited to hear your episode. Yeah, it should be good. Um, we ended up having, yes, that is correct, Jeff. Um, we ended up having a conversation after we recorded it and then um, recorded that as well <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, we ended up getting into some stuff that I didn't think to mention um, during the show. So they mm -hmm. were either going to add that in as an extra or um, just put it in the show itself. Cool. That's awesome. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, those who, folks who want to know, we'll, we'll definitely share it out when that gets shared. Cool. Yep. Thanks, Katni. All right. Next up, is, I think King or North is lurking, so let's go to Melissa. Hello. Let's see here. Um, so last week, I focused mostly on writing display IO, the display IO library for Blinka, and that just about all week. Uh, and then I also helped Pete uh, out with adding the Udu bull to Blinka. And this week, I'm going to be working on a calendar demo using Python. And uh, I need to add the Odroid XU4 to circuitpython.org. And that's it. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. All right. Next up, we have notes from Mark Olson. Mark says, uh, last week, finished uh, designing my first CircuitPython compatible boards and a baseboard for the Sala which is gone to JLC PCB. We'll push to GitHub. Uh, got the VCP code finally sorted and the PR has been merged. Uh, committed new board support for TinyUSB and fixed serial, serial UTF-8 issue in the Mew editor. Uh, this week, we'll get back to the DAP.io, formerly the SWD.io issue. Uh, if that's finished, then I'll look into some build optimizations, including Docker. All right. Uh, thanks, Mark. 
Mark Gambler is lurking, and Mr. Certainly is lurking as well. So let's go to Summersaw. Hello. Hello. Uh, so last week, um, uh, with regards to Rosepie, I got most of the uh, Physics EI website done that I was working on. Um, it's deploying and it's serving at least. Uh, I need to tweak a couple of design things. Um, as well as the backend service that it calls, because it takes a little while to respond. So, um, and then my Raspberry Pi four came in, um, which I bought because I was battling uh, USB issues with the Pi three. Um, so the initial tests weren't all that good, um, but it is an improvement. Um, so basically, soft reset into bootloader still failed, but it does not kill the. Uh, it does not kill the OS. So I at least get the kernel uh, oops, um, even though the USB does get completely smashed. But it's progress. Um, and then very slightly related, I finally selected and bought a new office chair. It's not the $1,000 steel case gesture that I wanted. Um, but after 12 years with the current chair, anything's a, 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 <laughs> a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, so for this week, uh, finished up those last few tweaks to the uh, Physics CI website in the back end uh, by the domain name and then make it public. Um, and then keep pushing on my USB issues. It's Hopefully it's just UDEV. It will be better on a Pi 4 than the, the Pi 3 since it responded a bit to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with the Raspberry Pi 4 order, um, my TNC 4.0 came in. So I'd like to get that set up locally and running um, and maybe hit some of the easier to-dos on the IMX port. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the strange urge to stretch my sea legs. So <laughs> there's your pirate joke for the day. Yay. Um, <laughs> and I, I should say I had, I have a gesture and I wasn't a super huge fan of it. Um, so I don't think you're missing out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I have huh. this, I have this weird one now. And my wife's using the gesture, but like the weird arm stuff, like never really worked for me. No, it looked like it was, I, it was more about just the different postures that it seemed to support. Cause I like to put one leg up, you know, or cross both legs and sit in weird positions. So, yeah, I think the arms would get in my way. For, I sit on my legs, which you definitely should not do, but. Um, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's horrible, but it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I I don't think you missed out as on as much as you may think you did. That's yeah. All right. Uh, but these funky chairs, I kind of like. We can talk more chairs later if you want. Uh, okay. Thanks, Summersoft. Okay, and last up, we have notes from Star Girl. Stargirl says, uh, packing and shipping Winter Bloom's first 70 orders. Congrats. And got the Hostess Featherwing running on the new hardware and got the current limit switch working. Uh, more progress on this once I get all my orders shipped. So that's exciting. And uh, that's it for status updates. I know Jeff had an item in here and then he removed it. Um, so I don't think we have any more in the weeds. Uh, let me just say that In the Weeds is a section that we uh, can talk about pretty much anything. Um, the way that it works, just for those of you who may be new to this, uh, you can drop topics in the notes doc for In the Weeds, and we'll we'll circle back to them and and uh, and um, talk about them at the end of the, the meeting. Uh, we don't have any now, so I'm just going to go straight to wrapping up, uh, which is actually one of the quicker meetings we've had in a while, but it's all good. Um, this has been the CircuitPython Weekly for May 26th, Tuesday. Um, it's normally on Mondays, but uh, when we have U.S. holidays on Mondays, we'll, we tend to shift it around. So uh, if you want to be notified of that, may, maybe you're not in the U.S. and you don't know when those holidays are, for example. Um, we try to be very explicit in the uh, notification that we send out to the CircuitPythonistas, which goes out with the new note stock for the next week, uh, typically right after this meeting. And then um, we also have a calendar that Jeff put together uh, that you can import into your calendar program, and it'll tell you uh, when everything is scheduled to be. Um, so uh, if you're not in CircuitPythonistas, feel free to request access to that. That also grants you video access in the meeting. 
uh, I didn't want everybody else to, or all people to just be able to jump in and do video, uh, just as a kind of like sanity check of who has that ability, uh, since it's being recorded. Um, so everyone's welcome to be a CircuitPythonista if you're not already. It'll make your name purple if that's the highest level role that you have as well. Um, this has been recorded and will go up on the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. also gets uh, sent out as a podcast, so you can subscribe on a bunch of different podcast catchers, uh, or whatever you call them, uh, in case you just want to listen to it out to the fact. And note that the description for the video and, and the podcast will include a link to the notes doc if you want to skim all of the topics that we covered uh, over the course of the medium, meeting, and that repository that has all the notes has all the notes from the very get-go as well um so if you're curious we this meeting has been going since 2017 so it's pretty pretty wild that we have that history um i think that's about it next week we're on our normal schedule which is 2 p.m eastern uh 11 a.m pacific uh happens on the adafruit discord server which is uh available at the url adafru.it slash discord That'll drop you in there. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, in the CircuitPython chat and all the other chats that we've got for people getting help and, and showing up projects and all that stuff. So uh, please support Adafruit. They uh, sponsor all of us uh, who work on uh, CircuitPython. So uh, don't forget that, adafruit.com. Uh, buy some stuff there and we'll ship it out to you. I think that's it. Um, thank you all again for hopping into this meeting uh, on this different day. I hope we all got the memo. Um, seems like we did. And uh, really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, all.